Just a day after the Louisville Cardinals' 95-76 loss to the Kentucky Wildcats, Athletic Director Josh Hurd told reporters that he would be keeping Kenny Payne as the Cardinals' head coach through the new year. We'll talk about the loss to the Wildcats, what Hurd's comments mean, and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off of your first purchase. As always, I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. Obviously not a great past 24 hours or so for the Louisville men's basketball program. The Cardinals lost in blowout fashion to the Kentucky Wildcats, uh, 95-76 to at the Yum Center. Um, The loss itself, even with a win, Many were pretty much expecting that this was going to be Kenny Payne's last game as the head coach of the Cardinals. That is not the case. According to Louisville Athletic Director Josh Hurd, he said in an interview with WDRB's Eric Crawford that um, Kenny Payne would remain as the Cardinals head coach through the new year into 2024. We'll talk about um, what those comments mean. How can they be interpreted? Um, why is it going down like this, you know, in terms of why is, um, you know, the whole process going down like this, um, why fans are frustrated, how Kenny can earn a third year and more. So I understand that there are a ton of frustrations. So, um, I'll try to navigate this the best way that I can. Let's talk about the game first. I thought that it went pretty much. With how I expected this game to go, I felt like it was going to be close close early on. It seems like rivalry games always are. And despite one team being more talented than the other, I still felt like it was going to be close, truthfully, up until the second half. And then Kentucky was going to pull away. And it looked like that was going to be the case through the first 10 minutes. I felt like Louisville was assertive. They had Kentucky on their heels. Brandon Huntley, Hatfield, Really started out the game well. Sky Clark was aggressive. Now, the free throws didn't necessarily help that, but Louisville played aggressive on both ends of the floor. They were trying hard on defense. They were moving without the ball on offense, and they were taking it to the rim and drawing fouls. Louisville is one of the better teams in the country when it comes to drawing fail, drawing fouls against the opposition. Um, <clears throat> and then after those 10 minutes... Louisville still kind of hung within reach. And then there was a stretch where uh, Sky Clark got fouled on a three, made one of the three free throws, and it seemed like Kentucky went on a run that Louisville really was truly never able to overcome. For starters, let me preface all this by saying that I know this isn't really what you all want to hear, but Kentucky is one of the better teams in the country. They're one of the best offensive teams in the country statistically. They put up 95 points. I honestly expected them to score high 80s, low 90s because of how good they are offensively. It didn't help the Cardinals that they were lacking size and depth. No J.J. Trainer and Dennis Evans 
truly hurt the Cardinals because when Brandon Huntley Hatfield went out of the game, you could tell that um, the team wasn't as sharp on both ends of the court. Looking at the statistical numbers, the Cardinals defense once again uh, really struggled. The UK was 51.5% from the field, 48% from the three-point line. They made 12 of their 25 three-pointers and made uh, 81% of their free throws. If you look at me and say that a team is going to win a game while the opposition is shooting 52, 48, and 81, I would pretty much say that you are crazy. That's just the way it is. So, I mean, I fully expected the Cardinals to lose this game. I was just hoping that they were going to keep it respectable, and they did that in the first half. Second half, um, Kentucky was able to blow the game open, and it felt like they sort of held back a little bit, called off the dogs, so to speak, late in the second, late in the second half, and uh, probably could have put up more than 95 points, but ended up a 19-point game. Louisville scoring 76, I felt like was pretty solid, but there were just moments of the game, stretches of the game, if you will, to where we saw the same issues that we've seen through the first, what, 45 games of this uh, coaching tenure where the defense lacked the communication. Um, they were struggling to cover off-ball screens. Antonio Reeves, Trey Mitchell had a couple of open looks in the first half that ended up giving Kentucky that large lead. Um the Cardinals not necessarily being able to get back in transition when Kentucky has really been known to be a transition team really ever since John Calipari arrived in Lexington. They've been very, very good in that regard. The rebounding numbers were pretty even. I mean, UK only out-rebounded Louisville by two, and that's key. They had the same amount of turnovers, but um, I think the offensive game plan was what I was kind of questioning because in the first half early on it looked good you went to what worked Brandon Huntley Hatfield was incredible in the first 10 minutes of this game and they continually went to him and guess what he kept scoring the basketball so I'm sitting there like yes this is what I want to see Sky Clark was aggressive getting to the rim doing what he needed to do to get to the line. Now, granted, he missed some free throws, but he still was aggressive and they really weren't playing scared. That was the main thing is I didn't want to, I didn't want them to come into this game and get punked from the start. I wanted them to play free, play loose, play like they had nothing to lose. And they did that for the first 10 minutes. And then at that point, you can attribute it to running out of gas, um, you know, not being as talented as Kentucky, whatever may have you. Kentucky then went on that run and, I think it it can be contributed to a couple of different things. Lack of depth. That's definitely one of them. Defensive um, lapses. There were moments where Louisville's defense wasn't that good. Offensively, the identity of the team, I think, has still become one of the big issues is that they go a good amount of time without scoring at times. And driving the ball into the heart of the defense when you have a player like Aaron Bradshaw that's pretty good at blocking shots. Uh, there's a couple other players in that front court that are pretty good at blocking shots. I was wondering why that was the focus, um, you know, having our guards go into the lane and try to attack the rim. Now, granted, I know that if there really has been an offensive identity for this team is that they do like to take it to the rim because – up until this point through the first 12 games, Louisville has been probably the more athletic team in all but maybe one or two. That's not the case when you play a Kentucky team. So uh, what maybe worked in the past wasn't really working in this game. So offensive issues, 
defensive lapses, depth issues, running out of gas, mental errors, etc. It is what it is. I still felt like Brandon Huntley Hatfield continues to turn the corner, had 16 points, 11 rebounds. Sky Clark was pretty solid as well, 20 points and five assists. Still feel like we're wanting more from Trey White. There's times where I feel he needs to be better on the defensive end. Tyler Johnson didn't really play all that well. I felt like he was almost too aggressive taking it to the rim. Um, He was 0 for 6 from the field. But nonetheless, not great uh, shooting splits. 42 from the field, 24 from 3, 71 from the free throw line. I, I mean, if you felt like Louisville had a chance in this game, I understand because it's a rivalry game. But, hey, at the end of the day, I wouldn't really – I wasn't too awful upset. Now, granted, I cannot stand UK. I hate UK with a burning passion. I I feel like that's how rivalries are, right? Losing this game was expected for me. I was just wanting to keep it respectable, which I felt like – I mean, first half they did, but – Second half was a different story, even though Louisville won the second half by one. But that's not the main talking point on this Friday. The main talking point is Louisville Athletic Director Josh Hurd announcing in an article from WDRB's Eric Crawford that Kenny Payne would remain as the Cardinals head coach through 2024. We're going to talk about why fans are frustrated, what led to this decision, or what could have led to this decision, the implications of this decision and more here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show game time. Look, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, whether that's sports, music, comedy, or theater events game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets with last minute killer deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. For me, the main thing for me is that game time guarantee. So what that, guarantees it means that you'll always get the best prices if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less game time will credit 110 percent of the difference game time has deals on tickets right now to start the event and even an hour after it starts download the game time app create an account use the code locked on college for 20 dollars off of your first purchase take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time all right moving into the segment that I feel like most people tuning into the show want to talk about. And it was announced on Friday afternoon in an article from WDRB's Eric Crawford with quotes from Louisville Athletic Director Josh Hurd that the Cardinals would continue the season with Kenny Payne as the head men's basketball coach through the new year. And people interpreted that a couple of different ways. And obviously, the reactions were almost in unison. Frustration. Why are fans frustrated? That's the main thing. Well, to be completely honest with you, I, I think it's pretty pretty simple as to why the fans are frustrated, right? I mean, obviously, there is the lack of improvement from year one to year two. Sure, they've already topped the win total number, but the win total was four. And it doesn't look like there's as much sustained improvement that would warrant you to believe that Kenny Payne is the guy for the job. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that it feels like it's only a matter of 
when and not if um, Louisville decides to part ways. And that was pretty much intuition, no inside information. I think that if this decision tells us anything is that there really isn't much inside information out there anyways. Josh Hurd is seemingly making it a point of emphasis to not have many leaks in the decision-making and has a very close group that he is entrusting with this information. That's point one. Um, Going back to the frustration part, obviously the number one thing is that on the court, the product that we are seeing on the court on a night-in, night-out basis is frankly not good enough. And I think that a lot of people, even probably the coaching staff, would tell you that the play on the court is not good enough. And at this point, it's a matter of whether or not you believe that Kenny Payne can turn it around for year three. The vast majority of this fan base does not believe so. And if you don't believe me, look at the crowds at the Yum Center over this season. Um, I came into this season hoping to see something different in year two. You can chalk year one up to whatever you want to say it was. For me, year two was the telltale sign. You had to see improvement. And I mentioned that these are your players. You went into the portal. You went into the offseason with no recruiting cloud over your head. And this was uh, the roster that you decided to go with. And I was fine with that. But for me, the expectation was getting to the tournament. And at this point, barring some change that would be out of left field in terms of how this team is playing, I don't necessarily see that being the case. So the fans are frustrated from the level of play on the court. And also, I feel like the pulse of the fan base, I feel like the fan base feels like Kenny Payne doesn't have a great pulse on the fan base and the program. It feels like, you know, there are a lot of, there's a ton of issues with what Kenny Payne says in press conferences. Now, I'm not naive enough to know that if the Cardinals were winning, and winning a good amount of games that some of these comments wouldn't even be issues because winning masks over a lot of things. But from the way the um, Karan Davis situation has been handled, according to The Athletic, that article that came out from The Athletic, felt like the end was pretty close. It was you know, right around the corner. But that might not necessarily be the case at the moment. It, between the Karan Davis situation, the comments that he's made about um, the Cardinals not being a talented team enough to beat teams like Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, it going to take a little bit of time for a rebuild. And most recently, the comments about recruiting as it relates to Kentucky, not you know being a top program to compete for these players. For me, in essence, I, I get it in a sense because Louisville is historically a program that doesn't necessarily – um, you know, go with five-star guys. Pretty much the five-star guys that come here really don't pan out anyways. It's mainly the the high, mid, four-star level guys, low four-star guys that come in and play well and are coached up to really have sustained success, multiple-year guys. But I also understand Steve Rummage broke this down incredibly well on middays with uh, Mabin and Rummage today. If you don't, uh, if you didn't tune in, be sure to tune in on the um, episode or not the episode, but uh, there's a podcast episode online. Also, Ty Spalding tweeted out this soundbite to where essentially Steve Rummage says, and obviously I'm not quoting him on this, is that hey, look, at the end of the day, 
we were sold on the notion that Kenny Payne was going to come in and turn Louisville into a spot that competes for these five-star level guys because there were questions about X's and O's. That was supposed to be put to the side because of his ability as a recruiter. So you can see what the fan base sort of feels um, you know, pretty frustrated at this point because of that. And a lot of this fan base views Louisville as a blue blood program. I do as well. I view it as a sleeping giant type place where the revenue is there. Louisville is one of the most profitable programs in college basketball when the Cardinals are good. You cannot argue with numbers. You cannot argue with the financials there. That's how it is. So I agree with Steve Rummage with everything he said, but the fans are frustrated because of the optics, because of the stuff that Kenny Payne is saying, what's happening off the court, the national perception of the program, and what's on the court in terms of um, on-field production or on-court production. But that's just the frustration. What does this mean? Josh Hurd says he's going to be keeping Kenny Payne through the new year. Does that mean that he's going to automatically be the coach at the end of the year? I don't know. Does this mean that, you know, it's a wait-and-see approach to where, you know, we'll see, we'll reassess this at the end of January? If you judge it based upon what Hurd said in that interview with Crawford, Hurd's words essentially lead to believing that nothing's going to taper, or I'm sorry, temper the um, the frustrations of this program at the moment outside of winning games. I agree with that. We're kind of past the point to where you could get a couple of commitments from five stars, and it won't matter until you start winning games. So I it's up to interpretation as to what Hurd meant. Now, a lot of people are frustrated because it's not happening now when you have the opportunity. But Hurd is essentially saying that you're going to have to win games. Now, how many wins? Well, who knows? And that is the main thing that Louisville fans are focused on and they're kind of worried about and they're on the edge of their seat with saying, why are we, why are we delaying the inevitable if he's not going to be the guy in the future? So let's now look at this from the outside looking in. Why would Hurd say that? Well, for me, there's three different reasons, uh, three reasons that everyone has talked about. Number one, and this is the main one. And this is something that sort of would be out of control, the financials. You can say what you want about Trilly Donovan on Twitter. I know some are fans, some are not. Um, But it's long been a rumor that Louisville hasn't moved on from Kenny Payne because they don't have the money for the buyout. They cannot really afford to lose that $2 million that they would get back if you were to fire him on April 1st of 2024. Now, a lot of people make the case that you're going to lose more money for the near future by keeping him on staff than you would keeping him till April. That is perhaps a fair point to assume, but I, I could see financials potentially being a case. On top of that, you're having to pay the assistance and then also factor in the money on trying to go out and make a big splash higher for the next head coach. So if the financials are an issue, I mean, at this point in time, I'm not sure how much debt the university has. I feel like they've paid off most of their debt and the ACC gives the program about 35 to 40 million. I feel like a year or they did this past year. Financials, I feel like could be one of the major hurdles as to why this hasn't happened yet. Could it be donor backing 
that is also something to where you're waiting to get the commitment from a, a large donor that maybe hasn't been convinced yet. Who knows? I think financials is potentially the number one reason. Number two, uh, I think this is to a lesser extent the interim issue that you couldn't find a, a coach to um, fill the interim spot. From what I've heard, I didn't see that being an issue. Like, I don't think that that was an issue. I could be completely wrong. And I understand that information is pretty is kept pretty close to chess at this point. But I feel like interim, I don't think it was an interim coach issue personally. I could be wrong, like I said, but I don't think it was an interim coach issue. That's number two. You also, there's this whole notion that the team was going to essentially have a mass mutiny transfer out and Louisville would have to forfeit. I mean... If the athletic uh, report is true that players are siding with Karan Davis and wanting him back on the team and there's some division in the locker room, then something would have to get there, right? You would assume that there is some disconnect with the locker room. Who knows? That's number two. Number three is the optics. I think that uh, you know the potential look of hiring or firing, I should say, a coach that you hired a year and a half ago or a season and a half ago is not a good look on the program. But I also, you could argue the devil's advocate by saying that it's not a good look delaying the inevitable, keeping a coach around that um, could continue, you know, the season could continue to hurt the national rep, rep, reputation. Sorry, I couldn't get that word out. Um, and potentially maybe pushing to a spot to where the fan base is a little bit more apathetic than they were in early December you know, late December as we get through the first couple of months of 2024. So, I mean, it could be a couple of different reasons. I I know a lot of people are mad at Josh Hurd here. I think that some of this might be out of his true control, especially if it's a financial issue. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like Josh Hurd is a bad athletic director. He's done a lot of great things for this university, you know, there's more than one sport outside of men's basketball. Now, granted, this is uh, the sport that brings in the most money for the university. So we'll see how Hurd handles this throughout the coming months. But it's a wait and see approach. And it seems like at this point that we're still sort of in a situation where it's when and not if Louisville decides to cut ties. But there is a conversation that with Louisville, with Louisville keeping Kenny Payne as the head coach for now, how is he going to get a third year? And let me just tell you, it would take a lot. For me, personally, you got to make the tournament. That's what it comes down to. And we're going to talk about that um, here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Um, the weather obviously is getting colder, but the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into this live edition of the Locked On Louisville podcast. I know that um, obviously emotions are running high on this Friday with the news that the Cardinals were going to keep Kenny Payne as the head coach heading into the new year. Obviously, a pretty vague um, thing to say, but 
I at least appreciate that Josh Hurd came out and clarified and didn't keep the fan base in limbo. Um, you know, he came out and clarified and said, look, you know, Kenny Payne's going to be the head coach. We understand that what's happening right now is not satisfactory. It's all going to come down to winning games. And I think that that is really the blueprint to getting a year three. I think a year three at this point is unlikely, but not impossible. I don't think it's a done deal that he's gone for sure. I truly don't. People will not like to hear that. Most of the people that are listening to this will not want to hear that. But if you're asking me to be honest, I don't think that it's a done deal yet because if it was, he wouldn't be the head coach unless it is a financial issue and they have to wait to April for it to happen. But at this point in time, I'm not sure if that's to be the case. How do you get a year three? Simply put, you have to win games. And Josh Hurd essentially said that nothing is going to change the negativity surrounding the program unless you start to win games. And the Cardinals are now five and seven. I thought for me all season long, the goal was to essentially get to the NCAA tournament. Regardless of the team you put out there, you had the opportunity in the portal with the scholarships open to get to the tournament. That's my, um, that's essentially my expectation. Desmond works says two unrealistic 15 wins will get him another year. I don't disagree with that either. And, um, a Nicholsworth Bible review says, do you really think men's basketball is the top revenue earner? I mean, probably it's probably football, but men's basketball, I, I, I should have clarified by saying that Louisville is one of the biggest college basketball markets in the country. It's one of the top two revenue earners. Football is probably number one because football is always number one. Um, but back to the topic at hand, Desmond, I think you're right. 15 wins probably gets him another year. And honestly, if you win... 10 ACC games with the remainder of the schedule because you have a tough ACC slate. Um, I mean, 15 wins is not the worst thing out there. So at the end of the day, you look at the, the month of January. If you can point to me who you feel like the Cardinals are going to beat in January, I'm kind of stumped at the moment. You're at Virginia. You have a road game at Miami, at North Carolina. You also are at Clemson. You have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five games currently slated with currently ranked teams. You play Virginia twice in January. Louisville's really never been able to beat them when we are good. At North Carolina, versus Duke at home, and at Clemson, who is the biggest surprise in the ACC. After that, you, or not after that, in between, you're playing Pittsburgh, Miami, NC State, Wake Forest, all respectable teams. Now, February, the schedule gets a little easier to where you have Florida State, you have at Syracuse, Georgia Tech at home, at Boston College, at Pittsburgh. Notre Dame is struggling. You have a game with them at the Yum Center, at Duke, and then three home games against Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Boston College. So if you're going to win games in the ACC, most likely it's going to come at the back end of February. But do you have the luxury of losing seven to eight games in the month of January to get through to the month of February. Because her didn't come out and say that Payne was going to be the head coach for the rest of the season, or at least I don't interpret it as that. Essentially, what I believe he was saying, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, is that he is going to be the head coach heading into ACC play and will reassess as the conference play goes along. So it's really hard to tell. I don't want to say it's on a by game approach, 
But if we have another instance to where Louisville goes on another losing streak, there's no guarantee that he's going to get to February. And even if you do get to February, winning half the games in February might not be enough. That's why losing to teams like DePaul, who had one win, Arkansas State, who hadn't beaten a Power 5 team in years, um, losing to Chattanooga, not being able to get over the hump against Texas and Indiana when you were right there. I mean, if you get to 15 wins, I will be thoroughly surprised. And at that point, if you can get to 15 wins, then you can get to a conversation about a year three. Because to win 10 ACC games coming up, that would essentially guarantee that you have did some type of turning it around. Now you have, what is that, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. If you win the majority of your remaining games, that's pretty solid. 10 of 19 is wild. Now, it's 15 the threshold. I don't know what you know the performance evaluation is going to look like. I don't know what the benchmark is. Is it a win total? Is it how you're looking in games? What is it? Is it a run in the ACC tournament? We don't have that clarification. The only thing we can do is essentially take this on a by-game approach. And I hate that I don't have answers for you all, but truthfully, no one has answers at the time. So um, at this point, I understand why fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated. Every single person is frustrated. No one is glorifying in this. Um, Now, a lot of people are uneasy because of Kenny Payne continuing on as head coach. I don't know at this point what needs to happen or what is going to happen at the time. I will say a Nicholsworth Bible reviews makes a very good point. I think the press, they say, I think the press conferences must improve. They do. They simply do. There are too many um, notable quotes that come out of press conferences that essentially the national media runs with. And it's stuff that like he has 98% of a very good press conference. And then there's one comment he makes and it's like, Oh man, come on. Um, but we'll see. And um, I, I appreciate you all tuning in. I, I know that it feels like the fan base has reached the rock bottom of, of where we're at. And I, I am not going to tell a fan how to fan. If you feel like improvement is on the horizon, I respect it. If you feel like the Cardinals need to make a change right now because we're delaying the inevitable, I respect it. And um, We'll continue to talk about the season as it goes along. Obviously, not a great non-conference slate. You just hope that Louisville can turn the page and look to fight as we head into conference play. But that's going to wrap up this live edition of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Everyone, have a great day. We'll see you right back here coming up soon. If I don't um, have another episode before Christmas, everyone have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy holidays. Uh, Spend the time with with your family. Count your blessings. um, And we'll see you back here very soon.